Coming up, Special Chronicles presents the second annual, second edition of the Voices of Champions Talks, recorded live in May 2021. This month's brief Tetra Style Talk, we feature eight special Olympic athlete leaders from across the North America region. Coming up, episode three, for the 34th starts right now. The mission of how I started podcasting and started Special Chronicles is giving respect and voice to those of us with special. I became an athlete leader you know, Special Olympics Illinois. And when I recorded the audio of the speeches that I was given and putting those up as podcasts, I soon received messages of encouragement. And I learned that it was a powerful platform and really helping to make a difference in people's lives. 12 years ago, I didn't expect that anybody would want to even listen to me. We have over 42,316 listeners per month. It's a humbling experience. I'm really grateful to make a difference in other people's lives. This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Podcasting since 2008. This is the show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to find and joy, acceptance, and inclusion. I shudder thinking how the world can be so Welcome back to the Special Chronicles show. My name is Daniel. I'm your host and founder of Special Chronicles. So excited to be back behind the microphone and uh, and and excited to be here. My name is Daniel, founder of Special Chronicles and Southern Rival International Global Must Know Special Olympics. Uh, so excited to bring you this week. Uh, instead of a conversation, we'll bring, we'll, um, Special Chronicles is presenting the uh, second edition of the Voices of Champions Talks. Uh, this was recorded live beginning of May 2021. Uh, it, it is a brief TED style uh, uh, talks event uh, where uh, eight special Olympics athlete leaders are uh, speaking from across the special Olympics North America region, which is the Caribbean, the Caribbean Canada, and the the United States, and and uh, they will uh, each of them will uh, present uh, speeches on a topic of their choice, and so that is what's coming up on this episode. I want to just briefly like get a few housekeeping things out of the way, as we always do at the beginning of each episode of the Special Chronicle Show. The Special Chronicle Show is presented by the Comed Energy Force. Ambassador program. The uh, uh, you can learn more about the nation's first energy efficiency education program taught by people with disabilities, including video resources and original podcast series and external resource links at specialchronicles.com slash comment. Again, that's specialchronicles.com slash comment and help us fund our weekly podcasts and live shows on Special Chronicles so we can continue to tell empowering stories behind the microphone to further our mission and vision, giving respect and voice to people with special needs. Please join our community to support us and make a gift today, specialchronicles.com slash give. 
at specialchronicles.com slash give. And at the $250 gift level to this podcast, uh, you can text give to 50 to 833-953-2598. Or you can simply uh, uh, donate $250 to Special Chronicles right now online at specialchronicles.com slash give. At specialchronicles.com slash give. And Tim Schreiber will send you a free autographed copy of his new book, The Call to Unite, Voices of Hope and Awakening. And with that, we're going to go ahead and kick the sh- get the show kicked off right now as... Uh, Special Chronicles presents, in partnership with Special Olympics, uh, the second edition of the Voices of Champions Talks right here on SpecialChronicles.com. And it's about a one hour, you you have back-to-back speeches um, that are going to be really empowering and inspiring. And without further ado, uh, here is... The, the second edition of the Voices of Champions Talks on SpecialChronicles.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Voices of Champions. I uh, really appreciate that you have joined us tonight. Uh, we have a great lineup of speakers, uh, eight speakers from Canada, uh, the U.S., and the Caribbean. We're uh, really thrilled with kind of the selection of topics and and the importance of these speeches. So we hope that you'll enjoy them as well. Uh, Voices of Champions is a quarterly uh, speaker series where athletes from around North America get a chance to talk about a topic that's really important to them uh, while continuing to practice uh, public speaking skills that are so important in kind of sharing the message of Special Olympics or sharing the personal message of each of the athletes who are present tonight. So Uh, Without further ado, I would like to uh, present, uh, I would like to call our first speaker up, Sean Lindsay. Sean Lindsay from Texas. Sean has participated in Special Olympics Texas for over 10 years in golf, kayaking, sailing, volleyball, track and field, tennis, basketball, and cheerleading. In addition to local and state competitions, he has attended the 2018 Special Olympics USA Games as part of Team Texas Golf delegation, as well as attended the North American Golf Championships for Special Olympics in 2015, 16, and 17. Sean is very active in athlete leadership as the president of the Executive Committee of the Athlete Leadership Council, a member of the East Regional Resource Board in Texas, and the former president of the Athlete Leadership Programs for the Greater Houston area. He has attended the 2017 Special Olympics Hill Day in Austin and the 2021 Virtual Capital Hill Day in Washington, D.C. He is a global messenger and a health messenger. Everyone, if you would please welcome Sean Lindsay. Sean, welcome. Thank you, Jason. And hello, my name is Sean Lindsay, and I am honored to be on the Voices of Champions. Special Olympics has given has been a very important part of my life because it has given me the opportunity to help others to be self-confident. I was a very happy child because I thought everyone was my friend. Even though I would walk around to everyone's little groups, I would always just stand on the perimeter of of their circles, smile, but not say anything. Fortunately, I had a one really good friend, Maria, in elementary school, who protected me from the other kids if they tried to make fun of me. 
But at the time, I did not realize this was happening. I did not understand that kids were not being nice to me, even though I did not know the word inclusion at that time. I know that it was, was an important feeling I wanted to have. I would like to talk to you about how these experiences growing up has made me the person I am today. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you is called the golden rule. And my life is 100% based on that idea. My goal is to help as many assies as I can to feel confident, cared about, and included. One day, I was speaking to Michael, a friend in my special needs theater group. He and he was telling me how he had to miss some rehearsals because his basketball team was going to some game and he had to practice. Michael invited me to join his team. I had absolutely no idea what Special Olympics was at that time. His dad, Mr. Iovan, gave me the information and also invited me to, the, to their next practice. I was scared, but went anyway. When I got to the practice, everyone welcomed me. These kids actually came up to me and smiled and even hugged me and patted me on the back, welcoming me. I did not know if I was dreaming. When it was time to play a practice game, of course, I did not have the team's t-shirt. Mr. Iovan actually gave me his yellow coach's t-shirt to wear so I would feel part of the team and not feel like an outsider on the perimeter of that circle. This was the best day that I will always remember. I promised myself I would always be the be like Mr. Iovan and always acknowledge um, any athlete, no matter their special needs. To this day, I made it my priority to never ignore, ever ignore any athletes and always give a cherry, cherry hello and a high five at a practice or a great job at the game. Since I am the president of the executive committee at the ASSE Leadership Council of Texas, as well as being on many Special Olympics Texas committees, I answer any email or Facebook message that any ASSE sends me because I feel if the ASSE took his or her time to write, I, then I make sure I respond to them, even if it's just with a great job. Thank you. I consider everyone important and every thing every anyone says or writes to me important enough to respond to not and not ignore it is a sad feeling to be ignored and looked through as if you don't exist every athlete to me has a talent and ability and every athlete is important in their own way Although I really enjoy partaking in many all sports, my favorite sport is golf because it gives me the opportunity to play and share memories with my unified partner, my dad. However, one of the greatest rewards I have received from Special Olympics are the, the many li lifelong friendships I have formed in the past 10 years through my participation in sports. I have 
also become involved in the leadership aspect of Special Olympics since since COVID-19 began, I have joined many committees. I really enjoy staying so connected and volunteering for many virtual activities. At the 2015 Special Olympics World Games in Los Angeles, I received the honor of the Best Guest Service Attendant Award. For me, it was an unforgettable and rewarding experience as I helped athletes and their families from around the world. My goal is to become an international global messenger and a Special Olympics Texas athlete board member, and maybe even the first athlete volunteer CEO. You never know what the future holds. Special Olympics has given me the self-confidence to know that I can achieve another one of my goals of attaining my Bachelor of Science in Cartography with a Geotechnics concentration. Well, on May 8th, 2021, I graduated with my college degree. I'm a member of the Alpha Chi National Honor Society, Gamma Theta Upsilon, and the president of the Delta Alpha Phi International Honor Society. I have also had the honor of being interviewed by Daniel Gutierrez and Jason Bristle from CVS 11 as a Special Olympics Texas golfer and by, by Isaiah Carey from Fox 26 involving what removing the artwork campaign means to me as a Special Olympics athlete. In 2018, I developed my idea of writing a book about the 2019 50th anniversary of Special Olympics Texas. I'm happy to say my book has been published and is selling. I'm donating all profits earned from the sale of my book to Special Olympics Texas to help other athletes it has many uplifting and positive athlete stories of determination and dedication along with heartwarming stories from parents, siblings, and others. My book has finally become a reality which shows that an individual with special needs can and does accomplish anything that he or she sets their mind on to achieve. I want the world to pay attention to, to the Special Olympics athletes who should never be ignored. I always feel that I am a winner because I am achieving my goal of leadership and helping other athletes to also feel self-confidence. I will always feel, I always treat my fellow athletes with the respect, dignity, and admiration that they deserve. I will do unto others as I would have them do unto me. By the way, my friend Maria is, is now married to a great guy, Jose, and they have had their first child who is adorable. Life goes on. Thank you for this opportunity to be part of the Voices of Champions. Thank you, Sean. Great job. Excellent. Uh, so much great information and congratulations on all your achievements. Uh, we were really happy to have you and Special Big Texas join us tonight. So thank you for that. All right. We're going to go on. All right. So our next speaker is Lisa Barber from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Lisa's 32 years old. Sports she participates in are soccer, basketball, volleyball, bowling, swimming, and bocce. She is a member of the uh, Global Messenger. She's an athlete representative and health and fitness coordinator in Pennsylvania. 
She graduated from Athlete Representative and Global Messenger in 2019. Uh, she was a representative for the Athletes to Fall F- Festival Committee at Villanova University from 2014 to 2016 and founded the Athlete Leadership Team in Philadelphia, as well as volunteering for the Philadelphia Polar Plunge Fundraising Committee. So let me find Lisa. Lisa, are you ready? I have always called Special Olympics my life and my passion. Hearing and seeing the reactions of my fellow athletes was an adjustment. For all athletes, Special Olympics is being social, competition, and family. We were suddenly cut off from that like everyone else during the pandemic. I felt lost and sad not being able to train or be with my friends. As a result, our coaches and volunteers stepped up. They taught us to use Zoom and told us about keeping in touch with each other. Coaches offered Zoom training. Our volunteers arranged for game nights and dances over Zoom and other websites. I am grateful to coaches and volunteers. I was inspired by that. I made sure to call athletes that were not on the Zoom chats or didn't have internet access. I believed with everything shut down, it was important to keep in touch for social and mental reasons. I heard a variety of emotions from athletes that I talked to. Some were depressed, some were angry, and some did understand why this was happening. My hope is for athletes to return to in-person training in a safe and responsible way. Someday that will happen. That will be an awesome day. I hope that not just athletes, but everyone learns from this that we need to be there for each other. We are all human beings with hearts, and sometimes we need to know that someone cares. Going through this, I understood why this was happening. Although I enjoy the training and the game nights on Zoom, I am tired of not being able to see my friends or go to competition. I really miss it. I have my own challenge to meet. I have lived in Philadelphia all my life. 
I have been involved in Special Olympics here since I was eight years old. Now I'm moving to Folsom, which is south of Philly. I am going to do Special Olympics in, in Folsom, which will be different than in the city. I am nervous, but I do have friends that do Special Olympics there. So I am excited and going to miss Philly at the same time. I would like to thank you for listening to my speech and I hope you enjoyed it. Great job, Lisa, thank you. What a it's a really great message to everyone about being there for each other and I could tell it was really a personal story for you. So thank you for sharing and uh, doing, being there with us tonight. All right. So that was Lisa from Special Olympics, Pennsylvania. We are now going to go uh, north of the border. And we're going to hear from Ryan Kulpitz from Special Olympics Canada, uh, specifically Ontario. Let's see, Ryan, I got you ready. Ryan has been competing in the Special Olympics since 2006, competing in softball and basketball, a graduate of the Advertising and Marketing as well as Sports Management Program from Durham College. Ryan landed a job with Special Olympics Ontario as the Athlete Leadership Coordinator. After an internship in 2017, Ryan has been in this role for three years now and has helped grow the Athlete Leadership Program in Ontario, significantly along with creating an Ontario Athlete Leadership Council. Ryan is also trained as a health messenger and advocate for the message of inclusion for Special Olympics and its athlete base. He has made partnerships work with Elections Canada, making sure the voices of athletes across Ontario and soon Canada have their voices heard and barriers broken when it comes to voting in an election. Outside of Special Olympics, uh, Ryan works, outside of Special Olympics work and competing, Ryan hosts a weekly podcast show called The Player's Experience, where he chats with pro athletes, sports reporters, and individuals in sport about their careers, work, favorite moments, and experiences. In his downtime, Ryan enjoys hanging out with friends, fundraising, attending sports events. Uh, Ryan, take it away. Thank you so much, Jason, and welcome, everyone. I hope you guys are all having a great evening. Uh, I'm just going to share my screen real quick um, because I've never been one to be good with just straight uh, speeches, but I have made a presentation. So let's cut. Oh, so let's just get right into it. I'm going to talk to you guys today about finding your inner champion and voice through leadership. So as Jason said, uh, my name is Ryan. I've been an athlete since 2006, competing in baseball and basketball, graduate of advertising, marketing, and sport management. I've been in a great position of the athlete leadership coordinator position with Special Olympics Ontario for the past three years and onward. Big fan of, obviously, got to represent the Canadian teams in Ontario, such as the Leafs, the Jays, the Raptors. But you know what? Got to love some of the American sports teams, too, like the Ravens and Chiefs and a few others as well. And lastly, I'm an advocate for individuals who just really, truly want to find their inner champion and their voice. My job and my role as an athlete, as a staff member, is so important to myself, to my family, my friends, and my community. 
It's all about developing your voice and where your unique voice fits in. Everyone has to start somewhere. I joined Special Olympics by just word of mouth. A friend of mine that I was in school with said, hey, I know you have a passion for baseball. Why don't you come out and play softball? Not knowing it was Special Olympics at all. I was like, sure, why not? Went out, found out about the Special Olympics, learned more about the inclusion movement. Uh, revelation and the movement of Special Olympics and what the organization does for people with intellectual disabilities. From there, I started off my career. A few years later, joined basketball, and here we are 14 years later still competing. Uh, Most recently, up to last or two years ago now with obviously the pandemic halting uh, sports, but soon to be back in there. I've been working on creating a group, a support group that can help give feedback and get creative with some fun as well. So I'm just going to play this really quick clip from uh, Special Olympics Chicago, which I think highlights what uh, developing your voice is all about. Special Olympics helped me to find my voice. And now everyone else is speechless. It's all about being speechless and finding your voice in presentations and really finding your inner champion. No matter if you're an athlete, volunteer, coach, supporter of the movement, anyone in the organization has a role to play. Your inner champion is really that inner voice that, or that little voice inside of you that wants you to keep pushing no matter how hard the challenge may be that's currently sitting in front of you. Whether you have to do a fundraising for a provincial, national, state game or world games, to local competitions, trying to get to that next level, you have that inner voice that really just wants to keep pushing. And that's where your voice comes out as an athlete as well. You want to make sure that you set goals, whether you're wanting to work out, meet new friends, set a personal best, set a goal, whatever it is, you want to have that inner voice keep pushing you. So that's where you guys can become an athlete advocate. And this is where I kind of have come in and I've been thankful by Special Olympics Ontario to be able to use my voice because believe it or not, I was that quiet kid in the corner in high school and here we are today. By becoming an athlete advocate, you can use your voice in all kinds of different roles, And the one thing I want you guys to take away from my presentation and everyone's presentation today is don't be afraid of rejection. The worst thing someone can say to you is no. And that's it. That's it. That don't let no, don't let those two letters stop you from achieving your dreams and your goals, because at the end of the day, you are you and you will do the best of your ability. As an athlete advocate, you can also help support one another with initiatives, both on and off the playing field and being that support person for someone else. Talking really quickly about elections and how to raise your voice, this applies not only in Canada and Ontario, but across North America as well. Every state, province, or territory obviously has their elections, and you want to make sure to be able to use your voice and vote. Elections Canada and Special Olympics Ontario formed a great partnership a couple of years ago where we brought information to Special Olympic athletes in athlete leadership workshops Um, where we found information and we pass that along to the government to be able to pass that on in future legislations. Never think that your opinion doesn't matter because it does and always will, not only with elections, but with anything you do. I'm going to say it again. Don't be afraid of no. No is not a word that should be in your vocabulary. It should be a questionable comment that uh, you can overcome at the end of the day. Lastly, we've been able to form athlete leadership councils, and I know a lot of you have been doing this across your um, territories and your states and your provinces. 
And if you research to see if your state, province, or territory has an athlete leadership council, that's how you can use your voice and become that inner champion as well for your community. You want to reach out to local community councils to inquire about being an athlete rep on council, find out how athlete leadership councils work in your area, and how you can really truly make an impact. Whether it's from the smallest thing by helping someone out like a fellow uh, teammate, a coach or a volunteer at a practice, to being able to run your own fundraisers or be leads on leadership councils. There's so much work that you guys can do, and that's the message I want you guys to take away from this. Use your voice to become an inner champion off and on, sorry, off the playing field and in your community, and of course, on the field with each other. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to my presentation. And again, guys, remember, never worry about the two-letter word, N-O. Think about the three-letter word, Y-E-S, S, yes. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. I had many screens up. I couldn't find you again. <laughs> but thank you for for participating, and what a what a great message. Uh, I think to to um, not be um, stopped by the word by two little letters. So uh, a great message for everybody on this call, and and the power of uh, voting. Uh, very impressive with your work with Elections Canada. Uh, so hopefully that uh, is opportunities that will be presented here in the States uh, by state. So uh, we're looking forward to that. So uh, thanks again, Ryan. Uh, next up, we're going to go to uh, Northern California, where uh, Amanda Heronoth will be presenting uh next uh amanda is a life coach special Olympics athlete internationally published poet uh her work has been shared with autism parenting magazine national public radio stanford medical school and she has spoken before congress she believes that we all deserve to live in a world where we can be loved for who we are uh, and she would like to share a poem or two with the audience so we're going to do uh, speaking, but in a, in a slightly different way through the uh, through spoken word and poetry. Uh, Amanda, let me get you uh, unmuted, and then we can present. There. All right, I think I have you unmuted, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I decided to do my presentation slightly different. Um, I am on the autism spectrum and I feel that my voice is best developed through the art of poetry. I discovered the art of poetry in 2016 after my diagnosis of autism. Poetry has been absolutely life-changing for me. One of my greatest experiences was getting to present a couple of my poems before Congress earlier this year. And I would hope that my experiences through poetry continue to go ahead and motivate others. So without further ado, I give you guys my very first poem entitled Champions Around the World. We are called to be champions around the world. Our screams are to be heard throughout the nation. We stand strong. Autism has never stopped any of us 
from hearing our call, our call for justice and our call for acceptance. We come in all colors, shapes and sizes. We are Special Olympics athletes. We have many surprises to offer the world. So just wait, just wait and see what we will do. Rise up, Special Olympics. Rise up, we can do this. So to everybody around the world, Special Olympics, we are here to stay. We are here to stand. My thanks to Special Olympics Canada, Special Olympics Caribbean, and from the Special Olympics US. Thank you. Continue to rise. We have definitely won the prize. Discrimination <clears throat> will no longer be accepted. We are. We are one, one nation, and we all deserve to live together unapologetic for who we are. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. And we get one more, don't we? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This next poem was actually presented on National Public Radio just a year ago. And I believe it is so timely with all that we are experiencing in the world. It's called Together We Can. Together, we can conquer anything. Together, we can rise. Together, we can spread joy. Together, we can spread love. Together, we can shine. <laughs> Together, we can make a difference. Together, we can empower. Let's do this together. Keep social distance, wash our hands, heal this pandemic and let's be all together again because together we can thank you wonderful thank you amanda really appreciate you offering uh, an alternative delivery to our um to our speeches it's always good to to keep a variety and that's it. I appreciate your sharing your talents with us tonight. So thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. So next up, let's go to, shall we? Let's go to, let's try to go to uh, Jose Marino. Jose is an athlete and global messenger from Special Olympics, Illinois. He lives in Bensonville, Illinois, and has been participating in Special Olympics since 2009. Jose trains and competes in bowling, unified bocce, and will begin training in powerlifting this year. Jose has a number of gold medal accomplishments, both through sports and as an ambassador for Special Olympics, Illinois. 
He has served in a number of athlete leadership roles for Special Olympics Illinois, including serving as the Windy City Ducky Derby Ambassador. Oh, Jose, I got that right. I was I was worried. In 2017, Duncan Donuts Cop on a Rooftop Ambassador in 2015 and is currently the co-chair of the Athlete Input Council. Uh, Jose is most proud, though, of his recent appointment as the Athlete Liaison with the LETR, Law Enforcement Torch Run, Statewide Committee. Jose attended training to be a global messenger in 2011 and has participated in ongoing leadership and speaking development through Special Olympics over the past several years. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Jose Moreno. Now, Jose, let me get you unmuted. Oh, thank you, Jason. Like Jason said, my name is Jose Moreno. I am a Special Olympics Illinois athlete and global messenger. I started my involvement in Special Olympics in 2009. I used to really enjoy competing in basketball, volleyball, floor hockey, and I consider myself a, com- a fearless competitor. However, because of my two bad ankles and my um, bad hip, it's difficult for me to run. But I still participate in Unified Bocce with my brother. Two years ago, we went to the Special Olympics Illinois Summer Games. I had a great time. The LETR is a big supporter of Special Olympics Summer Games. To me, Special Olympics is a large family that gives you a big hug when you need it. The coaches, athletes, and staff are always there to support me. Special Olympics has given me the confidence to become a public speaker. I have an intellectual disability and dyslexia. And the Special Olympics Global Researcher Program has given me a chance to grow as a person. It is difficult for me to read the speech, but the support of my speech coach has helped me overcome my fear. When I started giving speeches, I might have been a little bit nervous, but now, Public speaking is fun. I can help others, athletes that don't have a voice by participating in those fundraisers. Like today, I am here. I am their voice. Thank you to Special Olympics for giving me a voice. What I like most about Special Olympics are the public events organized by the LETR or the law enforcement law enforcement torturing. LETR is the largest awareness and fundraising group for Special Olympics. I I want to personally thank you for your support. I participated in many events like Run With The Law, Polar Plunge, Truck Convoy, Texas Roadhouse Benefit Lunch, Culver's Butter and Badges, Illinois Plain Pool, and my favorite, Duncan Cup on the Rooftop. Those events bring together family, athletes, and donors for a day of fun to raise money for Special Olympics. You can donate money, which is good, or you can donate your time by becoming a volunteer. The donations will pay for the athletes, uniforms, meals, the transportations, and lodging for Special Olympic events. 
I wanted to give a big thank you to the law enforcement torturing for their continuous support of Special Olympics. Your support helps me become a better person, stronger in mind and in body on behalf of the Special Olympic athletes and coaches. Thank you. Great job, Jose. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you being here tonight. And certainly the, our relationship with law enforcement torturing is, is very important to, to all the athletes for all that they may help make happen. So great. So that takes us from Illinois, where we're now going to head over to Maryland. And Monique Matthews. So um, Monique Matthews is a special mix athlete from Baltimore County who competes in track and field. The events she competes in within track and field are the 100 meter, 200 meter, 4 by 100, and shot put, as well as mini jab. She is passionate about special picks and loves to give speeches to people of all ages and backgrounds. Monique is available to come speak to your company or school. <laughs> outside of Maryland even as well. She has been involved in Special Olympics for over eight years. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm going to present to you Monique Matthews. We're going to first... Monique, I want to get you to... Unmute. Are you there, Monique? I am here. All right, so then let me let's let us use the audio. Here we go. Yep. And now we're take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Monique. All right. Has anyone sung along to this song at a ballpark? I have, and I have enjoyed it. But as I've gotten older, this song has a new meaning to me. As I realize my, I myself already have three strikes against me. My first strike is being African-American. For a long time, I never saw this as a strike against me. I happened to notice little things that happened to me, but that me that didn't happen to others. Even when we were in the same group. Have you ever been followed in a store? Where no matter what you do or how you act, you feel like you're, you are being followed and being watched. For some of you listening here tonight, that would be considered good customer service. It happens to me because the clerks don't trust me because of the color of my skin. My second strike is I'm a woman. Did you know since the 1970s, women have made up an increased share of black or American labor force? There were 10.7 million 
black women in the labor force in 2018, representing 53% of the black labor force. By contrast, women overall account for about 47% of the total labor force in 2018. My third and final strike is that I have a disability. Since birth, I was diagnosed with diagnosed as mildly retarded. When I was a baby, my development skills were very slow and behind most babies my age. From a young age, my mother knew something was a little off, but doctors could never properly diagnose me because although I was mentally capable of doing everything, I was always delayed. In high school, I was known as an IEP kid, which is an individualized education program. I needed an IEP because I was too advanced for the special classes and too delayed for the regular classes. This means that I had to work twice as hard, twice as hard, hard as everyone else because of my disability. As a student athlete with a disability, I finished with four years, even with retaining the information slower than most. And while juggling a sport, after all of my hard work, they wanted to give me a certificate instead of a diploma because I was still too slow by their standards. And that day I learned that my third and final strike will always hold me back in comprehension to others. A month later, I proudly walked across the stage to receive my diploma, seeing my name on it. I felt a sense of accomplishment, knowing that I had to prove them wrong. People have, people have made up their minds twice before I even speak because of my gender and race. Those things that are visible add my disability and its three strikes. I have been living with my three strikes for 31 years. And every day I prove that you don't have to be a man to accomplish great things. Your race doesn't define, define your education level. And your disability does not determine who you are. Today, I am taking my three strikes back because these three things only have made me stronger. Thank you, Monique. You're welcome. Really appreciate you being here tonight and sharing that story. Um, I think it's a it's a message that needs to be heard. So I really appreciate you being um, bold enough to 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 write it and to and to share it. Thank you. All right. So that's we've gone north of the border. Now let's go to the Caribbean, where we will meet David Duncan, who is our next speaker. David is 39 years old. He is an athlete leader from Special Olympics Jamaica. Uh, he's a volleyball athlete, 
He's won gold in volleyball at Abu Dhabi Special Olympics World Summer Games in 2019. He's won bronze in unified volleyball uh, at the Panama Latin American Games in 2017. And uh, uh, sorry, and then is a, a pro for the Adult Leadership Group for Jamaica Association on Intellectual Disability. He's an aspiring volleyball coach, mentor to younger athletes. He works with Special Olympics Jamaica as an athlete coordinator and also enjoys playing football, or as we call it here, soccer, basketball, and cricket. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen, I present to you David Duncan. David, let me go unmute you. There you go. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. I am David Duncan. Actually, the from Special Olympics Jamaica. Um, I would like to talk to you today about empowering athletes from the Caribbean to, to reach and do all that they can. Okay. Um, all right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am David Duncan, athlete leader for Special Olympics Jamaica. I will be speaking to you today about empowering and uplifting athletes from all over the Caribbean to achieve far beyond what society and even they themselves think they can achieve. We all are aware of some of the difficulties faced by persons with intellectual disability. And if you were to spend five minutes speaking with one of these persons, you sometimes would be heartbroken by their stories. This usually would leave the athletes feeling hopeless and depressed. This deep Mental wound is what I use and would encourage others like me to use as motivation to encourage them to prove the world wrong and not down stereotypes. A key factor in achieving this would be identifying others like yourself who have triumphed, who have triumphed to guide you along, along the way. No man is an island and each one helps one. As a child, we dream of reaching the stars. We dream of walking on the moon. We are then told only birds can fly and our dream then dies. I would like to encourage athletes around the Caribbean to continue dreaming as flying was just a dream until a dreamer invented the aeroplane. You could be the next to visit the moon or who knows, the first athlete on Mars. Real. Basically, because of our different physical and intellectual disabilities, there will be limits to what each can do, but nothing should stop us from attempting to do. As with each step, we destroy the barriers between those considered normal and those considered special. I will talk to you about a few experiences at school. Going up in the world as a child, it can be very dramatic when you realize that you are behind in your understanding and interpretation of basic things in school and in the world. This can be a demoralizing experience. For me, it was. But I can remember the words of a teacher I had in school who taught me that there was more than one way to solve a problem. This made me think outside the box and also realize that there is potential in everyone. An athlete may be weak in maths and may be confused by the numbers. A wise teacher could explain, so explain it to them in terms of a dog being just one dog and having five puppies. Now there are six dogs. 
this might make more sense to the athlete than telling them to add one plus five. Simple, creative ways such as this can help to bridge the gap. Patience is also a very important tool to use in working with persons with intellectual disability. As you never know, there might be a diamond hiding under that shy child. Now to go on to a few experiences in the world. Um, the world, to me, has a very negative view of looking at persons with intellectual disability. They seem to think it impossible for such persons to do meaningful tasks in a work environment. Special Olympics Jamaica has been a beacon of hope for me and others like myself, as it is sometimes the only institution to encourage and challenge us to push on and keep motivated. I am a volleyball player, but I am always thinking of how I can use what I have learned through sports to encourage those outside of the sporting world to achieve whatever they want. I look to fellow athletes, both in Special Olympics and outside of Special Olympics, who have gone on to, do, to inspire the world. One of those outside of Special Olympics to inspire the world is Usain Bolt. I am happy to have Usain, who has a genuine love for Special Olympics Jamaica. He has also worked um, with us, with supporting us and, and motivating us. Um, I am honored to have to work at, I guess I'm, also, I'm glad to be associated with Houston about two Special Olympics. And I'm honored to, and I'm also very honored to work at a Special Olympics office in Jamaica, where I am, I am responsible for athletes' welfare. I'd like to thank you all for having me here. I'd like to say that hearing all of you speak, it, it's, been, it's been very touching to me. I can understand with all of you, and I hope that this will continue and grow and will spread throughout the world. Thank you. David, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being here and sharing that message. Such a, such a positive message. And uh, and really thank you for representing the Caribbean and, and being part of our talks. I think it's, you've really made the talks fuller and, and more. Um, uh, ah, words always escape me. More, <laughs> more, more well-rounded. And so it's, it's great to have so much representation, Canada, Jamaica, United States. So, and thanks for making it on. So that takes us to our last speaker of the evening. Uh, I know I'm sad to, I don't want to see it go, but uh, so Renee Manfredi. So we're going from Jamaica all the way across country over to Hawaii. Uh, Renee is a Special Olympics Hawaii athlete. She competes in basketball, softball, swimming, and soccer. She is a health messenger, public speaker, and works for Special Olympics Hawaii as the athlete leadership and healthy communities assistant. She is honored to represent all Special Olympics athletes as a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger. She is a passionate advocate for inclusive health for individuals with IDD and is determined to empower others in their advocacy journey through public speaking, education, and support. Renee believes in helping everyone to find their voice. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Renee, I'm coming for you. Hold on, let's get you unmuted. Thank you so much, Jason. Good afternoon, everyone, and aloha. I am so excited to speak with you this evening. When I was invited to give a speech for Voices of Champions, I asked myself, what could I share with you today? 
What could I give that might help you in your life journey? I looked at my own life for what has really helped me on my journey. And the thing that changed my life was finding my voice and learning how to use it. This is called advocacy. Advocacy is important to me because I know what it's like to not be heard or not to be taken seriously. I also know what it's like to feel lost and helpless and feel like I have no voice. This is when I have felt so very small and overpowered. Overpowered means that you are not in control. Someone else is. When you don't have control, you feel as if you are being pushed to the back of the room. However, to be empowered means that you are in charge. You have control of the things that are going on around you. And you are able to express what you feel, what you want, and what you don't want. It may be hard to imagine that you have anything important to say, but I am here today to tell you we all have something to say. You may be thinking, okay, but what is advocacy? What does being an advocate mean? I'm not Eunice Kennedy Shriver, so what can I do? These are all excellent questions, so let's get started. Advocacy is to speak up for something important. Self-advocacy means that you are learning to speak up for, for yourself and the things that are important to you, such as your rights, getting a job, going to school, and your health. It is learning you have a voice. I want to share with you the moment I found my voice. It all began when I was invited to be a global messenger. I was pretty scared to become a global messenger because my experiences in school taught me that no one really cared about what I had to say and I might be laughed at. So what was the point? But I gathered my courage and went. During my global messenger training, I learned the importance of eye contact, how to present your speech, and to say what you came to say. So I did. My first speech was about my life and my struggles. When I gave my speech, someone in the audience actually cried. He made a comment about my speech and asked, when are we going to do something about this? To make change for persons with IDD. I felt that for the first time ever, someone actually heard what I was saying. This was the moment I learned what it meant to have a voice. And I felt empowered. I felt in control for the first time in my life. I had just experienced the difference of being heard and not being heard. My story not only broke down a barrier in that audience, but it opened a door inside me that I never knew existed. The door to the power of advocacy. I became inspired to share my story with anyone who would listen in the hopes of promoting change and acceptance for persons with IDD. This was the beginning of my advocacy journey. Okay. Now we've learned what advocacy is, and I've shared my first moment of experiencing it. But what does advocacy look like? What do I say? What do I do? All good questions. Those are the same questions I had. I'll break it down into three easy steps. Step one, you advocate for yourself. It is important that we learn to be able to voice the things that are important to us, because nobody knows you better than you do. Nobody knows your thoughts, your feelings, your hopes, and your dreams. Only we do. This is where we begin. Some people say, but I don't have a voice. 
or I don't know how to use my voice. But I can tell you, there are so many ways to be heard. Acts of kindness, expressions of love, a hug in a time of sadness, a high five when we celebrate. Each of these is a way to be heard. Step two, begin to advocate for others. I actually find this a lot easier to do than to speak up for myself. In my case, I feel that I am advocating on behalf of others when I give a speech. I am being the voice of those who have struggled, been left out, or left behind, and who cannot speak up for themselves yet. Step three, advocate in your community. This is what Eunice Kennedy Shriver did. She was a passionate and dedicated advocate who used her voice to let the world know that persons with IDD needed to be seen and heard, and that when we are heard, and that we had earned that right. You see, she knew that when we are not heard, we are left out. So she spoke to lawmakers, leaders, doctors, and even the president on our behalf. Eunice was an advocate so that people like me would be heard. I am here today because of her passionate advocacy. I hope I can be that kind of advocate for others. What I hope I have given you today is the knowledge that you have a voice. You have a way that you can communicate the things that are important to you. And no one else can read your mind or understand what is going through your head. So it is important that you are able to speak up for yourself. You matter. You are important. And you have people like me who believe in you. Your story matters. It is only by sharing our stories that we can continue to promote change and spread the message of inclusion for all. I am trying to use my role as a self-advocate to create change, to better the lives of persons with IDD. But the first thing that happened was the change inside of me. This is the power of advocacy. Mahalo nui loa. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of Voices of Champions today. Thank you, Renee. Fabulous job. Really great to have you on board with us. Um, and, and I think what a way to finish. And, and you're a fine example of self-advocacy as the rest of our speakers are tonight. What a, what a great group. So everyone, speakers, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time and the effort that you have put into this. It means a lot. Uh, it is uh, it is hard work to <laughs> to write a speech and to prepare uh, and to present. Um, uh, but you guys all shined, and and that was fabulous. So uh, just. For, so people know we're going to do this again uh, on Tuesday, August the 10th. Um, we're looking for eight new speakers from around Canada, the Caribbean, and the United States. Uh, if you're interested, you, you can certainly uh, contact me uh, at Special Olympics Maryland. My, again, my name is Jason Schrimmel. Uh I work in the Athlete Leadership Department uh, at Special Olympics Maryland, and I would be definitely interested in having you uh, contact me if you would like to participate in August. So again, speakers, round of applause to you. Fabulous job. Thank you so much. And have a great rest of your evening. Go out there, advocate, change the world. Thank you. Good night.
Welcome back. My name is Daniel, founder of Special Chronicles and Southern Survivor International Global Movement Special Olympics. And we're going to um, finish up and wrap up this episode with a few sponsor breaks. And when we come back from the breaks, we will get to how you can get in touch with Special Chronicles uh, and this uh, podcast network and platform on specialchronicles.com. Um, but first, a brief PSA for the inclusion revolution. We're not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are equality. 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 Dignity. 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 And the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and take two final breaks. And when we come back, we'll get to how you can get in touch with um, Special Chronicles. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will, will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powering. On. As Comrade powers the lives of us, they're literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comrade for the general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. That's specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. And finally, as we come to a close on this episode, wherever the right button is on here uh, as we come to a close if you want to get in touch with me what I'm doing when I'm not behind the microphone it's so gonna I think it the computer might have froze a little bit there but hopefully we'll be back anyways we'll still recording the audio podcast so uh, you can uh, at Pomandan P-O-D-M-A-N-D-A-N at Pomandan is where you can get in touch with me and uh, if you want to get in touch with Special Chronicles 
you can go ahead and uh, specialchronicles.com is where you can go to get in touch uh, and follow Special Chronicles on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. And remember, remember also on specialchronicles.com is where you can go to subscribe to our newsletter. And remember to subscribe uh, or follow and wait and review our Special Chronicles podcast on Apple Podcasts, the iHeart uh, Radio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember to also share this episode uh, and all of our podcasts with your friends and family and help us grow our audience of reaching 5,000 downloads in and of our audio podcasts in 20, and over 23,000 average monthly listeners of our audio podcasts um, and live shows and all that. <laughs> so with that, I hope you all um, have enjoyed this episode and we'll be back next week um, you know, with uh, a um, coming up on the, the Special Chronicles show. We will, we will be um, bringing you uh, uh, a preview, uh, a three-part uh, preview series leading up to the Chicago Ducky Derby that's presented by Special Olympics Illinois, uh, as well as um, in August we'll be bringing you the live Q&A that I hosted um, with uh, Oscar Muniz, the executive chairman of United Airlines. Uh, so that and much more content, remember to stay subscribed, and, uh, and we'll be back next week with another exciting episode. And another empowering episode of the Special Chronicles show. So until then, uh, remember to choose to include. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.